Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Swanglinese. Today we have, uh, uh, I'm going to pick Barry's brain a little bit about one of his topics that he talks about. And I look forward to it because Barry is actually a pretty smart guy. And I cannot say it off, off the podcast because he gets too cocky. But he, <laughs> he's a pretty smart guy. So we're going we're gonna to discuss online reputation, which is, of course, is very important. So Barry, first, can you tell me a little bit what is online reputation? And yeah, sure. It's one of those areas that's becoming more and more of interest to people everywhere because we are becoming more dependent on our technology and it's the first place we go when we're looking for anything, whether it's mm-hmm. a, somebody's going to fix the air conditioning, we're looking for a partner in our business, or we're looking for the closest restaurant. We go mm-hmm. onto Google now and uh, we see what pops up. And yeah. we've been conditioned now to expect that whatever pops up on Google should fix the answer, <laughs> sorry, should fix the problem that we've asked. Yeah. Um, and so that's why our online reputation is becoming so important for our brands because that's where most people's first encounter with us is these mm. days. It's on the tiny little screen of their smartphone or their tablet, uh, and even mm. less and less now on a natural you know, laptop or mm. a desktop. So mm. people's experience of us as a brand is, is now really pushed towards the, the digital space. Mm. Uh, and what we find out about those brands online mm. really makes a big difference to how we perceive them. Mm. Uh, and... I think you can relate to this in terms of way back when, when you were looking for a supplier, uh, you yeah. were on a Skype call. Yeah, we had a discussion about yeah. this before. That Yeah, I was looking for a PR supplier for my home country, Sweden. And at the same time we were Skyping, I was Googling her, of course, yeah. like you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's common practice these yeah. days. And then there was a long, long thread about... Uh, uh, from basically trolls, <laughs> or yeah. what do you call it, internet trolls, yeah. you know, that was just saying bad things about her. Mm. And 99% was probably not true, Sure, but it didn't matter. I didn't end did up. You get, did she get the business from She you? didn't get the business. She didn't, yeah, yeah. because so, you doubt, basically, yeah, it crept yeah. into your mind saying, well, yeah. okay, even if I'm aware they might be internet trolls, yeah. some of this might be true. And yeah. You, you'd make a judgment call. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was the second thing that came up, you know. I googled her name and then the first was her website and the second was, was this. Okay, so, so something negative yeah. in the second position yeah. on Google, yeah. first page. Yeah. But if that happens, I mean, I guess it's two parts. It's your business and then your private online reputation. Definitely. And so. they're, they're becoming more and more uh, joined, if you mm. like. Your, your yeah. personal reputation online now really does impact your, your brand, whether you're an entrepreneur setting up your own business or whether you work for a big company as well. But we're going to talk a little bit about mm. the personal side of things in more detail in a later episode. Yeah, yeah. Today we're going to focus on the, the brand's online reputation. And, and this is, is a big topic because you can't really separate the brand's reputation from the personal reputation of those people mm. that represent that yeah. brand. However, there are a number of things that you can do to, uh, to start to take control. Yeah. And that's the main thing here is that, as with your situation, the the person you were speaking to might not even have been aware mm. that that was the second ranking on Google. Yeah. Um, and she's having a conversation with you t- selling her services and you have already made up a, your mind yeah. that, yeah. well, I've got this little tiny bit of doubt, she's not going to get the business yeah. anyway. So, that, I mean, when we had the conversation, it doesn't matter what she says because, yeah. like you said, that, that doubt is in my mind already. Definitely. So. And from a 
you know, from a brand and from a personal perspective, if you get that seed of doubt because the first thing you see about that person or that brand is negative, we've all become super judgmental. Mm. And we make an instant decision to say no or yes. Uh, And if there's any doubt, then the answer will be no. But but, So someone like her, what, what can she do? Like, what are some practical things? Well, this is the first thing she needs to do, is that if she's not aware that mm. that's the second mm. ranking, she so needs Google to... Google yourself, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Google yourself is the first thing. Yeah. Start listening. Yeah. Now, we talk to a lot of companies over here in the UAE who um, they respond to the question about social media in some cases and saying, we're not ready to mm. do that yet. Mm. How they can't be ready in 2015, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the, the perception yeah. they have. Now, if you're not ready to start proactively putting content out there, you still need to be listening because the chances are most of your customers are online and they are on social media platforms. And do you know what they're saying about you? And because if if you don't know what they're saying, then there could be some really nasty things out there detrimental to your brand that are basically questions being left unanswered. Mm. They're mm. posing questions on the social media channel of their choice mm. and nobody's responding. Mm. Which it could be a great opportunity Massive. if it's done the right way. Absolutely, you know? huge opportunity yeah. because... Mm. You can have a conversation with your, your customers. Basically. You can learn conversations yeah. and yeah. everybody's favorite subject is themselves. Yeah. You know, everybody will talk about themselves yeah. for ages and ages and sometimes you just can't shut people up. But yeah. sometimes you want their opinion. You want your customer's opinion yeah. and yeah. insight into... How are we doing? Yeah. You know, do you actually yeah. get what you need yeah. from us? Does our I mean, that's the only way you can improve you know, by knowing. <laughs> Everything yeah. is about measurement. We yeah. know this in business. If you're not measuring it, then you don't have any yeah. metrics to go on. If you're not measuring it, it doesn't get done. Mm. If we're not measuring what people are saying online, mm. how do we know what's being mm. said about us? And how can we do anything about mm. it? Yeah. And these are two questions that are really important yeah. to brands today to understand, well, Okay, let's say we're still not ready to go actively into this. We still need to know what people are saying about mm. us because something that's topical at the moment is this idea of sentiment analysis. You know, is there a positive or negative sentiment associated with your brand name? Uh, and there's numerous bits of software out there that say they can measure this. Now, it's not an exact science, and there's some really good pieces of software out there that get it to about 70%. But this is the opportunity that you talked mm. about. The opportunity to understand that there's negative sentiment against mm. our company's brand that we need to do something about mm. it. Now, we can perhaps do some sort of targeted marketing campaign to that specific mm. subsection of our market that's not happy mm. with us. Mm. And the beauty of this is that you can really drill down to almost exact geographies. Mm. So you could say, for some reason, in Dubai, we have a negative sentiment against mm. our company. But then looking further afield in Abu Dhabi and Ajman and Ras al-Khaimah, it's fine. Mm. And actually, we have positive sentiment. People mm. are talking about us, but in a positive light. Mm. Dubai, we seem to have an issue. What can we do to address that issue? Mm. And that's the most important thing. Like you mm. said a minute ago, if we're not talking to our customers, then mm. other people might be talking to them on our behalf yeah. and saying all sorts of stuff <laughs> um, that could be more detrimental to our brand. And yeah. of course, as more people say that, there's a higher possibility that that's the information that a new potential customer yeah. is going to find when they go online. Yeah. So awareness and, and Googling yourself, basically. So how often would you do that if you're a business well, owner? Well, if you're a business owner, you would look to systemize this. So there's mm. two great tools out there, mm. Google Alerts, mm-hmm. and there's a, a software called TalkWalker. Okay. So what I would do, first of all, if nothing else, Google Alerts mm. is free. 
is go into your Google account and set up Google Alerts for your company's brand name, for your own name, mm. your individual, mm. you know, whatever you're called, and also a couple of keywords associated with your product, service, or brand. Okay. Because it may be that people are not calling you out by name, mm. but they're talking about your industry, uh, and there may be negative sentiment towards that. Now, anyone mm. that's been in the UAE for any period of time knows that the financial advisor mm. sector, for example, has a really negative uh, impression based yeah. on some of the practices they did mm. eight to 10 years ago where mm. you just did not get a good service from mm. them. Now, they've got a real task on their hands because I think anybody listening to this podcast, if you ask them about their experience with personal uh, financial advisors, mm. would probably not have had a great experience. Yeah. It's difficult to recommend a good one uh, based on the experiences that a lot of people have here. Yeah. Yeah. So their Let's reputation... Let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> We're not going to name any names. Yeah. But the industry as a whole, and I've spoken to people in this industry, and they acknowledge that. They yeah. know that they have yeah. a negative reputation in many cases. Yeah. So they've got a higher... Or sorry, they've got a, a longer way to go because mm. they're starting almost at minus mm. 50 in many yeah. cases yeah. to try and generate this positive uh, intent. So... Yeah. The whole industry might be getting some negative sentiments. Mm. You want to listen to what's being said because once you flip this around, is that once you know what's being said about your brand or your industry, you can start to create content to push this kind of information down mm. in the search engines. The more positive content you create or you have your customers create, mm. the higher possibility that that will rank in the search engines and that more people searching for you or your brand or your keywords mm will start to see the good content that you've got out yeah. there. Um, not just good content that's coming from you either, but good content that's from coming others. from your customers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is really important from that side of things. Uh, just a, a practical point that I'm not aware of, actually. It seems like the search engines are so smart now. So like, if I, on my, on my computer, and if I use my login with Google and I search on, let's say, Chrome on my computer, yeah. on my name, and then I sit in, let's say, in Sweden and search on another computer with another IP number and all this. Yep. And my search, my name, different things comes up, right? Yes. Yep. So how do you deal with that? Well, this, this comes down to where your um, brand is targeting in terms of... Now, if you're a multinational brand, you might be targeting everywhere. However, mm. let's, for example, say um, I was trying to become super visible in Sweden mm. and I want to be visible here in Dubai and I want to be visible in the UK, for example. Well... Mm. If I was to do this properly, my content would actually need to be in Swedish, mm. in Arabic, and in English. Mm. Now, for many companies, that's a lot of effort to, yeah. to do all of that. So what we'll say is, well, English has been deemed the language of business. Mm. We'll create it in English. What's happening, though, when you search on those different mm. IP addresses is it's look, Google or the search engine mm. is looking for the most relevant result yeah. to what was typed in. So if you're in Sweden and you're typing in something in Swedish, yeah. it's going to pull something up. Yeah. If you're in Sweden, your IP address dictates you're there and you're searching for your own name, yeah. it will go and search and say, well, these are potentially the most relevant results based yeah. on where you are right now. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to sh show you the most relevant content. Yeah. That's yeah. Google's job yeah. from a search engine because if they stop doing that, then all of the people that pay to advertise on the platform yeah. will stop paying and then Google doesn't make any yeah. money. Yeah. So it's in their best interest to provide the best free service, which means showing you the most relevant content at the exact time that you go onto yeah. that search engine searching for whatever it is. Yeah. So if I'm in Sweden, for example, and I search for air conditioning repair, there's no point in me seeing the same air conditioning repair man as I did when I Googled in Dubai mm. because mm. 
the guy in Dubai can't yeah, fix my yeah, air conditioning yeah. in Sweden. So yeah. it tailors this whole yeah. experience so to where you are yeah. and what you've searched on before. Yeah, I mean, you realize that, how smart they are now, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, India and Nepal soon, and I was Googling about this. Mm-hmm. And now, like, these ads are following me everywhere. Like, yeah, like, flights to Nepal. It's like, it's amazing how smart they are. They uh, are. Like, and that's, that's called Google remarketing. Mm. Uh, and this is important for your online reputation as well, because now what they're doing is they're paying to become visible to you on any website that allows for advertising. Mm. Which is why now you go everywhere and every single website has flights to Nepal. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's like, how did they know? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And, and it is good if mm. you get the frequency right. What yeah. couldn't be detrimental to your online reputation is now, over the next week or so, um, you see so many of the same adverts uh, so you get, that you actually start getting annoyed. Yeah, yeah, that, and yeah. that has a detrimental effect yeah. on the brand. Yeah. Or more importantly, yeah. when you come back from your trip, and you're still seeing yeah, it, I don't want like, to go oh, again. it's not relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah. And this is part of the trick to your online reputation is you have to pay attention, yeah. is that you want to follow your potential t- targets mm. around uh, the internet, but you want to do it in a way that actually it doesn't become too intrusive. Mm. Because if you just have it coming up every single moment that they're on mm. a website, it's kind of like the old fashioned days where you would have the advert on your TV program mm. or the advert on the radio, interrupt mm. marketing. I'm not interested in your product right now because I'm doing something mm. else. So why are you showing me mm. uh, anything to do with it? Yeah. When I'm looking for your product, that's when I need to see yeah, all of yeah, your yeah. Uh, content. But so what they're doing... kind of balance. Yeah. It is, and, and it's more of yeah. a branding exercise yeah. when it comes to remarketing. Is But you've got to get the, yeah. the balance right in terms of how many times I yeah. see your advert yeah. uh, and making sure that it's actually uh, still relevant to me. Mm. And this is where it's not quite as clever because yeah. if I've already done the trip... I don't need to see yeah. any more. But adverts. these are the things in your consultancy that you help out with, the pay-per-click advertising, right? Definitely. There's, yeah. there's so many options yeah. with pay-per-click we'll, advertising. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Yeah. Think, because pay-per-click is uh, it's amazing how you can use it for a small business because you can make it so targeted. So it's exactly. a great tool, and I know yeah. you're an expert on it. So, But we'll keep it for another episode. Definitely. Yeah. It deserves its own episode because yeah. yeah. it's a science unto yeah. itself. Yeah. You really have to get stuck into it to understand it. One of the things that I'm thinking about, because the other business I'm involved with, the event business, we work with the, a lot with the hotels, and of course, uh, TripAdvisor is mm-hmm. a huge uh, thing now for hotels, and yeah. uh, all the hotels are trying to score high on TripAdvisor. And yeah. So what can you do if Yelp is big? I don't know how big it is here, but I know in US it's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not as big here, definitely, yeah. people still. But this is why Google also has Google reviews now, mm. because yeah. they are getting on yeah. this bandwagon of... Uh, peer-to-peer mm. reviews. If you yeah. rank if you rank the hotel at five stars, mm. that's more powerful than the hotel ranking yeah, itself yeah, at five stars, yeah. because every hotel will say yeah. it's the best. I, I met someone in the uh, US this summer in San Francisco. He said that Yelp has, is such a powerhouse in San Francisco, so they sometimes call and ask for advertising to... The, the, they start bugging the, the restaurants, you know. Right. Uh, so they're almost... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what site yeah I think it was yeah whatever Uh, but what can you do if you have a a negative view well this is something that a lot of clients ask about because they're they're scared to get involved with you know peer-to-peer reviews and social media to a certain extent because what if somebody says something bad Mm -hmm. about us well if there's a legitimate complaint against you as an ethical business you want to know about that so you can fix the complaint now one of the other things to bear in mind is that if for example on Uh, on TripAdvisor, you've got 150 positive reviews and one negative review. Mm. The negative review always stands out, of course. People will read that first before the 150 ones. However, 
if you read the review and you see what they said and it's been addressed by mm. the property yeah. so the hotel manager yeah. or whoever's in charge of their social media has come back mm. and offered mm. either an apology and a potential solution mm. and then that person has then just said no and carried on with their rant about 90% of people are rational mm. and they will see yeah. that okay well they've tried yeah, yes yeah. that was a problem that they experienced the hotel has tried to fix the problem yeah this guy or girl has been particularly unreasonable uh, and carrying on and yeah. so forth. Then we go and look at all of the positive reviews and say, well, 150 versus one. Yeah. Um, this was just one of those yeah. un unfortunate yeah. Uh, yeah. situations. I mean, and they tried to fix it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's how you do on Amazon. If you look at books, you, know, you look. If it's only five, you almost get suspicious, you know. Yeah. So yeah, because it, it doesn't appeal to everybody. Yeah, no, not everybody yeah, can be. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no such thing as perfection, so yeah. not everybody's going to yeah. have an awesome time every single yeah. time, and not everyone's going to read your book and yeah. get what you would have got out of it yeah. if, if you read it. Um, and this yeah. is one of the most yeah. important things to, to bear in mind for your online reputation is to never ever delete these mm. comments or reviews. Mm. That is like a, a red rag to a mm. ball because. Let's say you put a review out there which is negative and then you come back to it and it's gone. Mm. Your next action is to basically take to every single other social media channel there is mm. and let everybody know how you put your review on there or you put your opinion mm. and they deleted it because they're such a bad yeah, company yeah. and didn't so want to deal with it. It backfires basically. You yeah. then get plunged yeah. into crisis communications and you're trying to backpedal and you're trying to get back onto an even keel. Yeah. Better to leave it out there and address it. Yeah, yeah. Don't never ever delete anything from a negative perspective because yeah. if you do it properly, and there's a couple of businesses yeah. on the ground here, you can take a negative complaint mm. and turn it into a positive testimonial live mm. in front of the entire yeah. world on Twitter, on Facebook, yeah. on wherever they've decided to complain yeah. by actually doing customer service. Mm. Yeah, addressing it. I mean, in hotels. Everyone knows when you deal with people that there will, things will happen. Yeah. And it's not about that, it's the service recovery. Exactly. It's when, you, when something happens, you have the process to solve it. Yeah. And yeah, I think, like you're saying, if you go to TripAdvisor and they, the general manager or whoever replies, and okay, I'm really sorry about this, this is what we're doing to solve it, and uh, next time you come, let me know. And, you know yeah, yeah so, and depending on how you know, serious the complaint is in terms of what happened to them, Maybe offering a free meal or a free mm. something is good enough, but if the complaint is more serious, then you have to address it in a more serious manner as well in terms yeah. of we've sent you a private message or please give us the yeah. email address or phone number to contact you on. We'll have the general manager contact you immediately because this is yeah. unacceptable. People just want to know that they're being yeah. heard. Yeah. Uh, being ignored is the worst yeah. feeling ever because you say, well, I've taken the time to put this out there or I did not get the product or service I paid for mm. and I want somebody to listen. Yeah. to this yeah. and social media has provided the channels yeah, yeah. for this to happen yeah. our job as brands is yeah. to make sure that we protect our online reputation by actually interacting yeah. with our customers sometimes you see on on social media like let's say facebook that someone had really bad service on on a big brand mm -hmm. and they tried to contact service and not, nothing happened and they just post on social media like oh, i had a terrible experience with this and this brand and i hate them i will never use them again mm. On your Google alerts, would you would you see that as well? Only if they mention your brand by name. Okay. If the Google alert is set up for your brand name. Okay. If your Google alert is set up for, um, you know, sort of um, negative comments, including a brand name or negative in comments, mm. including uh, keywords associated mm. with um, your your particular brand. So mm. it may say something like. Um, not naming names, but had a really bad mm. experience with a five-star hotel in Dubai. Mm. 
Mm. Well, if you set up a um, you know an alert for five star hotel in Dubai, then you would pick up oh, okay. that kind okay. of thing. It wouldn't necessarily be tailored to yeah. you because obviously people say five star hotel in yeah. Dubai a lot. Yeah. Um, but you can get creative yeah. about what you're yeah. listening to to make so sure. Because, you like you said, awareness is the key. I mean, yeah. first you need to know what people are saying about you before. Otherwise, you can't do anything. Exactly, you know? and and this yeah. is the dangerous part: is that if you are not as the brand taking control of this, somebody else might mm. just think, well, you know what. I think I'll have a go at this. And there's yeah. been a few where there's been people acting on behalf of brands uh, and the brand hasn't been aware mm. until somebody's brought it to light that, hang on a minute, there's an entire online um, entity mm. pretending to be your brand and saying all sorts of <laughs> yeah. random stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it happens with celebrities quite often with the hijacked yeah. Twitter accounts and uh, these kind of things. Yeah, and it's why a lot of the, the social media uh, channels are going towards this um, official you know, you get your blue yeah. tick or you get your uh, a registered yeah. um, logo to say that this is the official account of this person. Yeah. This is the official account of this brand. Uh, anything else online yeah. is basically somebody yeah. pretending. But again, as that brand, you want to know, say, yes, we're aware of XYZ mm. who is pretending to be us. We're trying mm. to address that. So you're not hiding from it. Mm. You show that you're listening. Uh, and of course, people know, well, the one that's mm. the official account is yeah. act proactively doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, with your private uh, reputation, I know it, I, we talked about this before as well. I don't know if they have the show in other countries as well, but in Sweden there's a, a TV show called Troll Hunters, mm. where the guy people will write the nastiest com comments because they're sitting behind a computer and they read they, they write nasty nasty things about someone in school or someone coworker, and then so the reporter will go and interview him and like okay, so you told you wrote that this person is. Yeah, I probably cannot say it on this podcast, yeah. but you know, the nastiest thing you can ever think about. Yeah. And they, they go face to face and then the guys go, oh. So it's funny how people hide behind the computer and think they will get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we I do. Mean, you, I know you have stories about this as well. Obviously. Yeah, because we do the Beat the Cyberbully initiative as well, where we go and talk to schools, to, uh, to, to students and to teachers and, and so forth about exactly mm. this. That the idea of the fact that you're just doing this behind the screen does not excuse yeah. you for saying some of the things that are being yeah. said. And just like the program, what we've seen is that the the children these days are saying some of these mean, hateful things yeah. aged 9, 10, oh, 11, wow. yeah. um, not really appreciating the magnitude of what yeah. they're doing and that they are actually cyberbullying. Yeah. Yeah. And this is exactly the point that people are not aware. Yeah. They believe that they're safe hiding behind yeah. their, uh, yeah. their screen yeah. and that nobody will get them. Yeah. Something to you know to, to to focus on towards the end of this podcast is mm. that there is no such thing as anonymity online, mm. and there's not really any such thing as mm. privacy. Mm. So when we think about our online reputation and our online space, we have to be one hundred percent sure that we're comfortable with it going out there, mm. because once it's out there, it's out there forever, and pretty much anybody and everybody can get access to mm. it one way or another. Yeah. You can always track back to IP addresses, to device numbers. So the fact that you set up a fake profile to say something mm. mean about a brand doesn't matter. You are not anonymous, and you even Snapchat. Yeah, yeah you know mm. they they sell themselves because the information yeah. is gone after yeah. three, five, or or ten seconds. But especially here in the UAE, the penetration of phones is over two hundred percent, which means on average people have two phones. Yeah. There's nothing on any of these applications that will tell you when somebody took out their second phone and took a picture uh, of that image. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it disappeared off your phone, yeah. it disappeared off Snapchat servers, and it disappeared off that person's phone. Yeah. But it didn't disappear off their tablet, yeah. which they just snapped the screen yeah. with. 
Now they've got a copy of that content, they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. And this is where brands need to be on it to see, well, if somebody does decide to post some content and associate it with their brand, they're listening because mm -hmm. they get notified. And once they get notified, they can take action to re yeah. rectify the, yeah. the position. So, okay, so we're running out of time here because we're trying to keep these episodes around 20 minutes, so yep. Short which is sweet. a good um, <laughs> commute time, I think, in Dubai. So yeah. you can listen to the podcast on your commute. Uh, maybe two, three tips to summarize about this, but what can they do? Yeah, so to, to reiterate something uh, to begin with, if you're starting up your business or you've been in business for a long time, start listening. Set up Google Alerts or Talkwalker Alerts for your brand name, your personal name, and keywords associated with your mm. brand or your marketplace. Um, the other thing to do uh, as uh, a brand is if you still believe you're not ready for social media, first of all, you're wrong and you should be. <laughs> Second of all, if this is really the situation is, get onto the social media channels, claim your virtual real estate. Mm. Make sure you claim your Facebook, your Twitter, your YouTube for your brand name. Because these will be very important for you moving forward. Mm. Because if somebody else gets your brand name, for example, mm. they can start saying mm. whatever they want. Mm. And of course, people searching online are potentially going to find their real estate and before yours you, and yeah. think it's you. And of course, they, they form their perception yeah. and make their decision ahead of time. Mm. So those are the two things I would say mm. to, to, to really think about. Set up the alerts so you know what's being said about you. Claim your digital real mm. estate online because you need to be in control of mm. that so that you can start to take positive action uh, and, and really get your online reputation mm. squeaky yeah. clean. Excellent. Perfect, some good advice. So point number, number three, I think, should be to listen to Svinganese. Well, that's obviously, that's a given, yeah. <laughs> Download and subscribe and get on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're trying to do weekly episodes or a few episodes every month where we yeah. share insights about business building and entrepreneurship and interview guests. So if you know any interesting profile that you think we can interview, just let us know. What's Definitely. the email address? Wishlist at swenglinese.rocks. Uh, we've got a couple of cool guests lined up to talk to uh, over the next couple of weeks. But um, this is a community podcast. It's about businesses on the ground here in, in the UAE. If, you, if you're an entrepreneur and want yeah. to be interviewed, then drop us a line. Or if you know someone else who's done a pretty good job of setting up their business, yeah. that's been on an interesting journey and would like to tell their story, we want to talk to them. Excellent. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.